Welcome to the Strictly Free Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Waller, also known as Sean Your Realtor. Whatever you want to call me, just make sure you call me. This interview, yeah, I'm not even going to lie, this interview I've been waiting for for a minute. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> because this dude is a straight, straight, straight shooter. I got my guy, Welby, here. Appreciate you. I'll let bro. you introduce yourself, bro, because bro, I already know they know you. Oh, they don't know me. They don't know me. But it's uh, Welby Aselli. Instagram is at my best 197. Dope, dope. Yeah. So, well, so I've always had the million dollar question I've always wanted to ask, right? How did you get into real estate? Um, I say this sto- I tell the story all the time how I got into real estate or what I should say I like to double back a bit and talk about how I got influenced to invest in real estate mm-hmm. and I always talk about my childhood growing up in the projects with myself and my my siblings and um, my godfather lived out in Long Island in Freeport Long Island to be exact so you imagine my godfather used to come and visit us at the uh, in the projects in Brooklyn we lived in Canarsie projects mm. so he would come and visit us and every time he would come and visit us he was always nicely dressed he always had a nice car. He was just a really handsome guy. And um, he would also come and pick us up to come and hang out with him in Long Island. So the dynamics of Long Island and um, being in the projects, you could see it's two different, two different sides of the coins, right? So um, from there, I started realizing that he was doing something with properties. Where, And then later on, I discovered that he had his own brokerage. Mm. He had a couple of rental properties. And that was the first seed at the age of seven years old that was planted in my head about real estate. So mm. I didn't know that that initial uh, introduction would have influenced me later on. But when I got into my early 20s, um, the interest of real estate started happening. Um, I wanted to find another way of making monies you know, um, um, doing other things. I just was mm-hmm. trying to figure something else, and I said, let me tap into doing real estate, and that's how it started for me. That's dope. It, it, that reminds me of, so my story is a little bit similar to that. So I was dating this girl, right? She, she had two two family households, so mm. in the hood, you always you had two parents, you rich. Yeah. But her mom's, like, always decked out, nice cars. I'm like, what the hell is her mother doing? Her mm. mom's real estate. She's, okay. So once I saw that, I'm like, yo, I want to get into that at one point, too. Yeah. So it's funny you say that. Yeah. What um what so you you talked about the origin story? How did you? What was your first property that you purchased? I started buying real estate in two thousand and four. Okay. So I so I'm in the business now about twenty years now. So I started buying in two thousand and four, and um what what got me started is because that was what everybody was doing. Mm. So I that's why I always bring I always re, rewind back to what's going on today in 2022, 2023, and it's just the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it was like a fear of missing out. Everybody was doing real estate. Uh, you had HGTV started getting really popular with the uh, um, f- um, house flipping programs and stuff of that nature. And um, I wanted to get involved in real estate. And um, um, in 2004, I went to Atlanta. I-, I lived in New York, but I went and started investing out of state in Atlanta, similar mm-hmm. to what's happening today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, I bought my first multifamily property, which is a four-unit property in uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Wow. Yeah. How was that first deal? Horrendous. <laughs> you oh, want to tell us a little bit about so it? So the reason why I say it's horrendous is because, and I'm, once again, I'm going to keep reverting back to today because mm-hmm. um, I keep trying to warn people of, of the pitfalls of investing in real estate if you don't do it correctly. I encourage everybody to do it. Mm-hmm. Most definitely, I think everybody needs to invest in real estate, but people don't talk about the other side of real estate, the, what, what the majority of people go through. Mm-hmm. So when I bought the property, I bought the property with, at that time we had uh, what they called subprime mortgages. So as long as you had a pulse, you was able to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So at the time when I bought the property, it was a four unit property, commercial, well, uh, not commercial, but it was a, a, a four unit building 
building, residential building, and I bought the property with no money out of pocket. So what they were doing was what they called uh, subprime mortgages, 106% financing, mm -hmm. where 80% was a jumbo loan, and then they had another 20%, so you had a second mortgage, and then they rolled in the additional 6% to cover the closing costs. So all you had to do was be alive <laughs> and, and get a mortgage. Yeah. So. I got that property, and at the time when I bought the property, I was just happy to get to the. To, I was just happy to be invited to the party, mm -hmm. like what's happening today. Mm -hmm. People are just it's just happy that they got to the closing table. So I bought the property. I didn't understand acquisition. I didn't understand cash flow. I didn't understand managing. I didn't understand um, um, collecting rents. I didn't understand that. I just was excited just that I bought there. the property. Yeah. So I, at that point, I was relying on the people that are supposed to be the professionals. Who are the professionals? You're talking about the realtors, you're talking about contractors, you're talking about the mortgage lenders, and given the fact that they're the professionals, they're the ones that are licensed, I assume that they're gonna give me the right advice and they're gonna direct me. Mm -hmm. So I bought the property because the property was was selling for 220000 It was a distressed property. The realtor presented to me that the property would be able to, ca would be able to gross cash flow $4,000 a month, which was $1,000 per apartment. Okay. So I bought the property at $220,000. The realtor also introduced me to a contractor that could supposedly fix up the property. No different than what's happening today. <laughs> no different. Wow. So I, the contractor represented to me it was going to cost me $20,000, $30,000 to fix it. I paid the contractor X amount of money to fix it. I left and went back home to New York. He said he'd be done in about a month, a month and a half. I gave him a month and a half. I came back and he did absolutely nothing. He didn't touch the property at all? Barely anything. He wow. just maybe opened the door, if wow. I'm lucky. Wow. He didn't do anything. Um, so basically, he robbed me, mm -hmm. right? Um, I had to do what I had to do to try to get the property completed. So let's talk the numbers. When I bought the property for $220,000, the mortgage on this property was going to be $1,800. With the realtor presenting to me that the property could generate $4,000 a month, that meant that after paying the, the property manager, I would be left with, I don't know, $1,500, $1,600 safely, mm -hmm. right? So buying a property with none of my own money out of my own pocket, I'm making $1,500. I'm not doing too bad. Yeah. The best that the apartment building was ever able to get was $500 per unit. So that meant that the gross amount was $2,000, yeah. which meant the mortgage was still $1,800, which meant that the no, that, that um, um, property managers get an average of 10%, which meant that she was getting paid $200, which meant that I was in the negative every single month from the time I bought the property. Mm. So I paid too much for the property. Mm -hmm. The property is not cash flowing what it said, what, what I was presented to me that was going to get done. The contractor robbed me for upwards of twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, and now I'm negative, negatively cash flowing on a property that I'm now renting out. Wow. Damn, you said it was horrendous. I didn't know it was that bad. Though. Oh, God, it get worse. It gets even worse with that. Okay. So after owning the property, I'm not making any money, so every month I'm maintaining the property mm -hmm. out of pocket. I'm mm -hmm. maintaining the, prop the property out of pocket. Let's not forget that as a, a, a landlord, you're going to experience vacancies. You're going to experience tenants not paying rent. Mm -hmm. So now what got presented to me is I need to do a refinance. So when everybody's talking about the BRRRR strategy, mm. it's no different than what was happening back then. Yeah, yeah. So what did I do? I said, let me refinance. So let me refinance so I could get better terms. When you refinance, what happens? When you refinance, you're going to increase the, the principal balance that you owe because mm -hmm. you're refinancing, rolling mm -hmm. over the closing costs, et cetera. So now I was able to refinance from 220 to 240. <laughs> from 220 to 240, the mortgage, mortgage payment went up. It went up what, a few hundred bucks. A few hundred bucks, <laughs> but the rents never went up, mm. which meant that my situation got worse. Yeah. 
So now, who, who was the person that told you to refile? Was that the loan officer that reached out to you directly? It was like, yo, just refile. Well, just I can't remember exactly, but the the, the loan pe the loan the loan parties I was involved with, you know, it, it was the thing to do. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. No different than what's happening today. Mm. So now the the cash flow went down even lower. The property I purchased for two twenty, I refinanced in two thousand and six to two forty. In two thousand and eight, I lost it to foreclosure at auction for sixty thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. But so, damn, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Wow. But that didn't stop you from investing in real estate, right? Like at what well, point did you get me, back into the game? It stopped me from investing in real estate because when that occurred to me, I was like, you know what? Real estate is bullshit. That's usually what happens, right? This, oh, shit, yeah. don't, this shit don't work. Yeah. The stuff that people are talking about on late night TV, because mm -hmm. the internet wasn't really popping at the, at the time, uh, the stuff that you would see with people that you would see in the neighborhoods driving around with fancy cars, I was like, they all full of shit. Mm. You want to know what? The majority are more full of shit. Mm -hmm. What they were good at was finding ways to swindle you out of your money. Finessing. Finessing. Facts, yeah. So I got finessed. Mm -hmm. Why is it that people today don't talk about that? Which, I'm glad you brought that up. So Why is it that everybody on Instagram is winning? Of course, because you know it shows the highlight reels. That's how they get more. That's how you bring more people. Why is it I'm the people? only one that's losing? <laughs> Why am I the only one that has tenants that don't pay? Mm. Why am I the only one that have properties that burn down? Mm. Why am I the only one that 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 shows his wins and his losses and how he came from his losses to come back and win? What made you start doing that though? What was what was at what point did you say? Because again, Instagram and the social media is all highlight reels. What made you say, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to show the real. Because that's who I am. I'm real. Mm -hmm. I'm just, that's who I am. And I'm, not, I'm not, not saying that I'm realer than the next man or not. Let me tell you, man, I went through a, 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 a whole lot of personal issues growing up. I had low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe in myself. I needed other people to pour into me, to validate me. Mm -hmm. So I went through a whole lot of changes in my life. So even with going back to real estate, why I have such a, 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 a deep love for real estate is because real estate is me mm. and real estate is what everybody else is as well mm -hmm. so i could understand and i relate to them when i speak to people mm -hmm. so what happened is when i share about my wins and my losses it's because the majority of people that enter this business is going to fail yeah i don't care who you are i don't care what race you are i don't care what gender i don't care what your sexuality is you are going to fuck up mm. i guarantee it mm. but what happened is, is that i hit it Mm -hmm. Why did I hide it? Because everybody else was supposedly winning. Of course. Yeah. So I hide it and yeah. I lied. What did I do when I lost the first time? Because I got wiped out in this business three times to zero. Okay. To zero. Mm. Wiped out. Okay. Okay. So when I got wiped out, I took a, I took a sit back and I, I, didn't, I didn't get into the business. I said, I'm not doing this no more because real estate don't work. This mm -hmm. is bullshit. Mm -hmm. So maybe about two years later, in between that time, me and my brother was hustling, doing different things. We, have, we owned a car dealership. Um, we were doing, hustling, figuring things out. Yeah. I got back into the business maybe around 2010. When I got back into the, the business- The market was still pretty much on a downturn when you got back into it. Somewhere around there, don't, my timeline's a little bit off, but okay. somewhere around there I got back in because we was on our way going back up. Okay. When we were going on our way back up, it's reminiscent of what's happened with COVID. Okay. Okay, so when I tell everybody, it's the same shit. <laughs> Whatever everybody's trying to brag to you all about, it's the same shit. Yeah. Well, they say history always repeats itself, okay. right? Okay, so when I'm warning you all, because I'm talking from experience, mm -hmm. so pardon me, see, I get a little excited, No, right? no, no, listen, the passion speaks out. I say like when it. I get a little yeah, excited, of right? Course, yeah, Because let me tell you something. 
I love you. I don't know you like that, mm -hmm. but you are you my brother, so I, I love you. I love the people that I meet that 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 believe in me, mm -hmm. and I mean this with sincerity. So if I love you and I see you about to cross the street and that tractor trailer is coming to hit you, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, fam, watch out. Yeah. It's my duty to do that. Mm -hmm. If I don't do it and I see you get smashed, that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. So when I'm paying attention to the real estate game, that's exactly what I'm doing too. And that's what, so that's similar to something like that. Like when we start hearing these stories now about people getting scammed and I'm like, yo, that's, it affects me in a different way, right? Because yeah. again, we all came from hard upcoming, right? Yeah. And now you got all these people that are, that are looking for a come up. Yeah. They, they're going to get finessed at some point because everybody wants everything fast. But the people on the opposite end of it know how the struggle is and they're still taking advantage of the, they don't, the people. I, I don't believe so. You don't think so? Let me tell you something. I don't believe so. They, 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 what it is is that anybody can make money. Anybody mm. can get money. COVID proved that. You don't have to be that smart to make money. The finesse, the art is keeping that money. Mm. Not only keeping that money, utilizing that money to keep growing. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So whatever anybody was doing during COVID to get their money up, who am I to say? We came from the same. Yeah. Well, what did you do with that money so that that money could keep coming back to you? You know what they were doing? There was a whole lot of wealthy people on Instagram. <laughs> what happened to them now? Listen, you don't see don't you notice that they so that Instagram is pretty quiet now? Of course, yeah. It's been don't quiet you notice that? Half, don't you yeah. notice that the exotic cars aren't as rampant anymore? <laughs> it's a fact. Am I the only one that notices that? <laughs> nah, we see it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We see it. I don't so, see the private, the private, the PJ flights and all that anymore. Okay. Yeah. And let me tell y'all, we don't need to out each other mm -hmm. for you to recognize it because what mm -hmm. people want to see me do or you do is to call people out by the names. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. You know exactly who we talking about. Yeah. You know exactly who we talking about. So why is it that you want me to put myself in a cross, crossfire, well, in the line of fire for you if you ain't going to do something for yourself? That's a fact. You get what I'm saying? That's a fact. Because those same people, maybe not in this, this era, mm -hmm. but those people saw me as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. They saw me as an opportunity, so they took advantage of me. That's, that's where I got my chip on my shoulder. Mm. Because you were young whippersnapper, mm -hmm. you got dreams and aspirations, and you looking for the big homie <laughs> or the big homegirl to put uh -huh. you on. Uh -huh. What ends up happening is that the big homie and the big homegirl don't have a business model. Their business model is to finesse it's you. To finesse you. That's, That's the fact. game. Yeah, yeah. So the road back to the real estate, when I got wiped out the first time, I dive back into the game the second time. Mm -hmm. So if you put in parallel to COVID, that season was for is similar to what happened in COVID. All you had to do was throw shit to the wall, and you're going to make some money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in 2010, when I jumped up, got back in the game, I was just throwing shit to the wall, and I started making money. Mm. I started making money in the real estate game. No, I would say maybe a year and a half or so, wiped out. Really? Lost it all again. Okay. I lost it all again. Why? Because I didn't understand... I didn't understand the, the, the fundamentals of the business. Mm -hmm. I just was happy that I was buying property. Yeah. You seen it's a multifamily. What's the end goal with that property? I couldn't tell you. I was just happy I bought just it. Happy you grabbed it. I bought a single family and I'm flipping it. What was the end goal? To make some money. I didn't have a team to do it. Mm -hmm. So what you think happened? I lost it lost all again. It all, yeah. Got wiped out. Have you always invested out of town? Because I know you, you said the first time. When I came back the second time, I was in New York now. Okay. So I was in the Bronx. I did some deals in, in Queens. Okay. The, the area doesn't really matter. The location doesn't matter. 
That's why people always like to ask me, what's a good city to invest in in America? Mm -hmm. And I tell everybody everywhere mm. is a great place to invest in America based on how much you can afford. So when I get wiped out again to zero, don't forget now in between now my credits get, got destroyed. Mm -hmm. I've, had, I've had foreclosures. Um, I've owing Capital One, Bank of America, Chase Bank, you name it. Mm. I'm, I'm owing all these people. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they just hitting, hitting your line up, though. Where's all the people <laughs> that you had with you that was supposed to help you out? That realtor's not answering the phone call. Mm -hmm. The mortgage lender that knew that as he was getting me that mortgage, I was going to default on it, didn't call me back to see if he can help me. Oh, no, he moved on. The contract is the same thing, too. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. So why is it that people are acting like this doesn't happen today? People don't want, they don't want to believe it. I mean, they, they know what's happening, but, you know, people still have those aspirations. They, you know, they want to live that rock star life. And it's, it's wild because you had a clip that went viral, right? You was, I forget what podcast you was on. I, I had several of them that went viral, by the way. <laughs> my bad, my bad. He had several of them. But it was the one that, um, in the comments, the people were talking about, like, oh, he, he can't be making it like that because yeah. of his shirt. You know, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, that video. But listen, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah of course. So everybody was talking about the shirt. Mm -hmm. First off, I don't give a fuck about, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. My bank account tells us a whole different conversation. <laughs> the cars in my driveway talk a whole different conversation. This watch on my wrist has a whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. So with that, with that, 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 first off, I didn't even know what polo is, U.S. polo. And I, didn't, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. You know what happened? I got these, the, these Jordan, these Jordan, what do you call it, the Jordan ones? The is ones. that what? Mm -hmm. I don't even know the name. <laughs> I just like the color. <laughs> So there was this off salmon color, mm -hmm. and I wanted the shirt to match. And I went to the mall. I'm looking all over the place. Macy's, you name them. Nobody had them. Okay, to match the shirt. To match the, to shirt. Match the shirt. Yeah. I'm walking by. I see the shirt. I grabbed it. That was it. Mm -hmm. And I put it on. So now to think about it, you know, my portfolio was heavy in real estate. Mm -hmm. I got a beautiful real estate portfolio. I bring in tens and tens of thousands of dollars in net income every month. And go. I'm not bragging. I'm just keeping it real with Keep you. Keep it buck, yeah. I sat there and I was giving people the play on how I was able to acquire a property at 30 cents on the dollar that's bringing me $5,000 a month. Mm. And you're focused on the shirt that I got on? <laughs> but that goes to show you what, what the mentality is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. But if I, let me tell you something a secret, though. If I would have went to Old Navy and Old Navy was selling the shirt for $10 and it was the same color, I would have got it at Old Navy. Mm. And the conversation wouldn't have happened. But I don't really give a fuck about that. That, mm. that, that, that doesn't bother me. Because you want to know what? I was that dude too. Mm. I was that dude in 2010 or 11 that I had an opportunity to buy a brownstone in Brooklyn. And all I needed to do was come to the table with $30,000. That's when they was giving them away. They were just giving them away. I refused to do it. And you know what I did? I took $30,000 and I went and I bought me a Lexus, a two-year-old Lexus LS430, and the car cost me $33,000. <laughs> so I had to go to my mother, mm. ma. So just like you, you crats out there that are driving your down payment, that are living in the basements, <laughs> that was me too. I'm not embarrassed to admit it. That was me too. Mm. So I wanted to look the part instead of being the part. So I bought the car for $30,000 and I went to my mom and said, Ma, can you let me borrow the other three? And I wiped out my bank account to zero because I had to get that car. For the, for the lax. Instead mm. of buying the, that, that, that brownstone in Brooklyn. The, today, that building is worth two and a half million dollars. Mm. Goes back to that J-line, right? <laughs> you understand what I'm telling you? What's the Lexus worth at this point? The Lexus is worth, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? 
Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm speaking. I'm not talking from hearsay. I'm telling you from stupidity of what I've done. Mm. So you ain't got to go through what I've been through. You ain't got to suffer the way I suffered. You ain't got to go through none of that. The smart man is going to utilize somebody else's pain. What I did when I talk about this, when I reminisce and I think back, and I talk about all the stuff I think back, I was pissed off. But you know what I was more pissed off at? Me. Mm. You want to know why I was more pissed off at me? Because I had to have a real conversation with myself. Real conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. And I share this all the time. I, one day I was at, I'm, I'm at my home, not at the home I'm living at now, and I had a house full of people in my house. My brothers was there, my people, everybody was there. So it's a whole mob of us sitting in there, we was in the couch. I don't know what came over me, I just felt the urge to cry. Mm. I don't know what the fuck it was, and you know how you could feel it there, and you know that nothing's going to stop it, but yeah. you know what, I'm not going to let anybody else see this. Mm -hmm. I don't want nobody else to see this. So I had to excuse myself to go into my bedroom. My bedroom had its own bathroom, so I walked into the bedroom, locked the first door, then went to the bathroom, locked the bathroom door. Yo, I started Stop wailing yeah. like a, like a five-year-old kid. Mm. You know what it was that hit me? Because yeah. I've been lying to myself, bro. Mm. And as I'm crying, as I'm crying, I can't even look myself in the mirror. I'm sitting there, and I got my hand on the vanity. I can't even look myself in the mirror, and I'm saying to myself, yo, Wubby, pick your head up, man. Mm. Pick your head up, bro. Forcing myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Forcing myself. Finally, I'm forcing myself and I'm looking. As I'm looking, now I can see the tears in my eyes and it's coming down my face. Mm. When it come down my face, you know what I said to myself? Bro, lie to everybody. Lie to your moms, lie to your girl, lie to your peoples, lie to whoever you got to to survive out here. Mm -hmm. But don't lie to yourself. Mm. That was the day that changed for me. That day, I washed my face. You ain't got to let everybody else see you. Shit, I, had to, I had to go through that shit. It was me and God. Yeah. Wash my face, clean myself up, and I walked back out. Nobody even knew. Nobody even knew that ever happened to me wow. until years later. Wow. That day, after the third time of getting wiped out, mm -hmm. I said, yo, I was willing to bet on everybody else, but did I ever truly bet on me? You bet on yourself. I yeah. never, ever bet on myself. That's why I said I have to be real with me. Mm -hmm. I never did. So when I went out on it the third time, the third time I went back out, I went back out back to Atlanta, went and I bought me a flip. Mm -hmm. When I decided to go buy me a flip, I understood the fundamentals of the acquisition. I understood the fundamentals of what it would cost me to fix. What did you start doing to, to get those fundamentals? Like what, what, what brought you to that point? What did you do? Did you Stop like skipping the process, man. There That's what I was doing because I, I was always trying to cut the corner. Mm -hmm. Cut the corner, cut the corner. That's all I kept doing. So, and then even when you're cutting the corners, you know that there's something wrong. <laughs> I kept doing it anyways. Yeah. Fast track. Fast That's track. it. Yeah. So when I went back out there again the third time, I lost again. But when I lost, I got, they, I got, I lost 60,000, excuse me, but I was left with a, a, a balance of 90,000. So okay. I lost 60, but they had to cut me a check for 90, but I was down 60. Okay. When I came back, when I came back, I always talk about my father. And my father, as a Haitian man, all he's been watching, and not only my father, my entire family been watching me get fucked up. Mm -hmm. They've been sense. watching me. Not that they, they, some of them, uh, I shouldn't say some of them, they saw, they, they saw me getting effed up. Yeah. I came back, and I came back like a warrior. I'm, I'm dead ass, real. <laughs> I said, let me tell you something, man. When my pop said to me, yo, Welby, 
he come, I go downstairs to visit him, tell him what's up, and he, first thing, he's a, he wants to know my business about what's going on. I say, yo, dad, I lost again. So my father's talking to me in Creole, and he's telling me, BB, in Creole. Mm -hmm. I'm Haitian, if anybody don't know. So he's like, yo, Welby, you done with this? And I say, yo, dad, nah, I got it. You got it now, yeah. He said, what do you mean? I said, yo, pop, I got it this time. When I said I got it this time, right, mm -hmm. I said, yo, all those other people I talked about, all those people I'm sharing with y'all, I was always betting on them. Mm. I said, yo, I'm going to bet on me this time. If anybody going to fuck this $90,000 up, it's going to be me. <laughs> I took that $90,000. I'm, I'm, I'm almost ashamed. It's, you know how many years it took me to admit openly I'm a millionaire? You know how many years it took me? Wendy's known me forever. Mm -hmm. I don't even act like that. I don't even talk like that. <laughs> it, you know how long it took for me? Because I didn't think, that, I didn't realize that I, I deserved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that I deserved it. Yeah. Yo, I took that $90,000 and turned that shit into millions, bro. That's what's up. You understand? That's and I up. took that 90 and I said, yo, I'm going to bet on me and I'm going to follow the process. Yo, what do you got to do? You flipping this property? Cool. You got to buy it at a certain price point. Mm -hmm. You got to make sure that you, it, 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 it's aligned with your end goal, how much you buying it for, how much it's costing you to fix it, what's the timeline, how you're going to manage it, what is your expected projected profit? Mm -hmm. I did that with that 90, bro. I got a check back for 23000 and some change. That shit might as well have been $23 Because <laughs> you knew the play now. When I took that, <laughs> yo, bro, I cried a bit like a baby again. <laughs> you want to know why I cried? Real talk. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why. Reason why I cried that time was because I was super fucking proud of myself. Yeah, because you bet on yourself. I bet on me. Yeah. I was super proud of myself. And I was like, yo, I knew I could do it, man. I'm in my car. Mm. I knew I could do it, man. I knew I could do it. I said, let's do it again. <laughs> that adrenaline was, was at an all-time high at that point, yeah. So I did it again. And then I did it again. Mm -hmm. And then I did it again. And then I did it again. Then I fucked up. Mm -hmm. I wasn't hitting home runs every time. I fucked up. But, yo, my wins were so much more than my losses. That's when I started understanding that every investor takes an L. Yeah. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to take a loss. How do you absorb it and how you keep moving forward? Yeah. After That's I made that money, I'm like, yo, my goal was to get my back off the wall. Because too many of us, not just black and white, but I'm talking for my people, mm -hmm. black and brown people. When they say 70% of the people in this country is living hand to mouth, they didn't say 70% of the poor people are living hand to mouth. They made it across the board. Mm -hmm. Black, white, and all that. Mm -hmm. Right? So most of us are living with one foot on a sheet of ice and another foot on a banana peel. Mm. And one false move, we out of here. Yeah. Yo, that was me too. So the goal was to get my back off the wall. So that's the reason why I was flipping houses. Because I wanted to feel comfortable so that I can say I don't have five thousand or two thousand. Okay, I got. Let me get to forty thousand. Let me get to fifty. Let me get to a hundred thousand. Let me get to two. So I can get my back off the wall. Mm -hmm. 
Now, after I got my back off the wall and I could breathe a little bit, I started realizing that you only as good as the last, the last flip, flip that you did. I was going to ask you about that. So is your, your model now completely buy and hold or are you still doing flips? Oh, I do. I, my, my model is everything. Have, yeah. Okay. The well, model is sense. everything. The beautiful thing about real estate is that people over over um, complicate things. Mm -hmm. So when people hear multiple streams of income, they think that you got to be in real estate, then you got to be in Toro, then you got to be in crypto, then you got to be cutting hair. And you gotta, no, I, I got five or six different multiple streams of income within the same industry. Mm. What happens is, is that what I try to educate people on doing is that you need to have, you need to look at yourself as Batman. You need to look at yourself as Batwoman. Batman has his utility belt. Mm -hmm. And Batman has multiple ways of getting out of a hairy situation. So if it makes sense for me to flip for now, to get my bread up in preparation of buying rentals, then that's what I'm going to do. If I get rentals and I got to pull back on the flips, then that's what I'm going to do. If it makes sense to sit my ass down and chill, guess what? The rent roll is going to still keep coming in. Mm. If the rent roll ain't coming in, then guess what? I'm going to be mentoring somebody. If that ain't so you're doing something so to keep this shit going. Something. Yeah. Speaking of the mentorship, I'm glad you actually brought that up. So you, you're doing Kickstart now, right? Well, I got the real estate Kickstart. That's, th that's a beautiful introduction for people that are... Um, novice investors or just getting started and of, of course the, 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 the big boys is the, the flips the profits mastermind and the rents the profits mastermind. Okay, I didn't even know about those two. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to when it comes to those masterminds and, and things of that nature, what are you looking for as far as like mentees? Can anyone come into the program? Do you do like a vetting system? Well, I try to do a vetting system because um, not everybody could come with you. You know, and, and, and um, the reason why it's important for my team or I to have a conversation with an individual is because you want people that has a realistic expectation. Mm -hmm. Don't bet on me. I'm not your Messiah. I'm not your God. I've only been blessed with the, the ability to maybe uh, pour into people and to deliver the, the information in a way that people can absorb it. Mm -hmm. All right. So my goal is, is that if you're not that person that's really ready to put in that work, this ain't for you. I'm not selling a house. I don't have houses to sell nobody. <laughs> All right? I don't have a syndication deal to put you in on. I don't have any of that. You ain't got no choice but to win with me. You have no choice but to win with me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So if that's what, if, so that's what I'm doing. Like the real estate kickstart, uh, mo the, the majority of the questions I get asked in my DMs is how do I get started? How do I get started? That's the majority of the question. Mm -hmm. So the kickstart is the perfect vessel to show you exactly how to get started. I don't care if you wholesaling, flipping, buying, and hold, whatever it is, because the fundamentals of that is across the board when it comes to this business. Mm -hmm. So it's irrelevant to me. Yeah. You understand? Once you start understanding the fundamentals of it, then you could pivot in the direction that's best for you. Maybe you are a person that only wants to wholesale. Maybe you're a person that wants to flip. Maybe it's a person that wants to buy and hold. Maybe you want to do a combination of them all. Mm -hmm. But when you understand the fundamentals, that gives you the ability to do so. Wow. That's, that's some real shit. That's some real shit. You said something on the podcast. You said everything is a flip for the most part. You was like... 100%. Buying hold is a flip. 100%. Wholesale is a flip. 100%. And um, flipping is a flip. And I was like, yo, I never really even thought about I'm it. The, yeah, listen, listen, I'm going to have to get that shit coined or something before people start <laughs> stealing it because I'm the first person to break it down that way. Yeah, when you broke that down, I was like, yo, that's... The entire business of investing is a flip. Everything. What, ha what has happened is that people have compartmentalized it and then based it that on an entry point of what somebody can afford. Mm. You understand? Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, the entire business of investing is a flip.
the whole business of investing. And when you understand that, and then you understand, I keep saying fundamentals, but I can't stress enough the importance of understanding that. Once you understand that, your, 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 your progress in seeing you moving one step in front of the other, you'll start to see that happen for you. Mm -hmm. That's dope, bro. That's dope. I mean, I think you, pr you pretty much answered every fucking question I had in the... <laughs> I have for you. I do have. I do have a question for you. So when you when you're going to buy your properties, have you ever encountered any? I mean, you're black. You're black. Where you're going to certain areas. Have you ever had any issues in like certain townships or anything? Uh, like yes and no. This is another thing. What makes real estate so beautiful? I always say that real estate is the ultimate equalizer. Mm. And I and I have brothers and brothers especially that are felons, and I've assisted them in getting into the game. But they thought that because they're felons they can't get into the business. And also too, if you black, whatever ethnicity, I don't, whatever ethnicity, what happens is when you start doing business, you start doing business as an entity, not an individual. So when your offers are being made, it's not Wellby or Selly, this is making the offer, it's WA Property Projects Incorporated or WA Investment Properties LLC that's making the offer. And then whatever, what, what everybody re respects and recognizes is green, mm -hmm. right? So you got the money, you got the you got the green and especially and then the fact that you're doing business as an entity, I, I haven't really encountered anything much like that. And then, but 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 then you play the games too. Some I've been in some more affluent areas that uh, when the property is listed, you know what they what, how, what what some people are thinking. So you play the game. You get one of your friends to come. I'm gonna get to the money one way or another. I'm gonna get to it. You said that you um that you get your properties from the MLS as well. Like you, Eighty-five to ninety percent of my deals is off the MLS. Off the MLS. How are you working those deals? Because most investors would think like those deals are at market value. It doesn't make sense. Profit. The problem is once again, if you don't understand the fundamentals of what us investors think, I only talk to the investors, man. Mm -hmm. You retail buyers, and my message is not for you. So when retail buyers get offended by what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. for example, when I said that you people with your 2% interest rate, you are now stuck. Mm -hmm. The average person don't understand that statement, but the investor does. Mm -hmm. So when I'm speaking, please understand, I mean no disrespect to the retail buyer. I'm talking on the side of the investor. Mm -hmm. So as an investor, when we're talking about uh, um, interest rates, when we're talking about uh, um, list price, we don't care about stuff like that. So when you're looking at the MLS, the majority of people would look at a, at, a, at a property that they're interested in and then they would base what they believe somebody would sell it to them for based off of what they listed it. Mm -hmm. You can't have that care because most of the properties you're going to go for as an investor and even you retail buyers are going through it now, you're not going to get it anyways. Right. So you need to understand as the investor, what's the price point you have to buy it for your maximum offer. When you understand that, put your offer in because just because these other parties want 50, $100,000 more doesn't mean you're going to be the bozo that's going to give it to them. <laughs> that's the reason why I share with people. I don't care about interest rates. Now, what do you mean by they're stuck? I'm, I'm curious to, to hear that. OK, I'm OK. So. For the people that are going to get upset with me, the COVID buyers. Mm -hmm. I mean no disrespect. I'm just keeping it real. So most of the people in the last two to three years, four years, I'm not talking about people that are seasoned, that have owned their properties for 10, 15 years, mm -hmm. that, are bought, that, that has a 3% interest rate. Their appreciation happened naturally. Yeah. The people that bought recently in the last two to three years, 
They bought properties on. Uh, they bought properties that are uh, that were valued that were not real value, yeah. forced value. Mm -hmm. So now you imagine now people people were not sold the house. They were sold an interest rate. Mm -hmm. Don't you recognize that when you're at a barbecue? Tell me if I'm blind. And you talking to somebody and they and they tell you, yo, bro, I just finished buying me a house. I got me a two percent interest rate. Yeah, they always brag about the rate. They talk that, that they lead with the interest rate. Where the average person before would be, yo, I just finished buying me a beautiful four-bedroom, three-bathroom house out of, and explain the property. Mm -hmm. No, they bragging about the interest rate. Mm -hmm. So, okay, my friend, you bought a property and you spent fifty, sixty thousand, a hundred thousand above asking. You got a two percent interest rate. In your mind, your game plan is you're gonna use this as a foundation for you to get the next property. How? Because <laughs> you're basically saying there's no equity in it. There's no equity in it. There's no equity in it, and the only reason why it's affordable for you is because you had a 2% interest rate. rate. Yeah, because of the rate. You're waiting now and banking on rates coming down. It's not going to happen. That's over. Those days are done. <laughs> That's a wrap. Forget <laughs> about it. Yeah, you're staying in that one. So at a 2% interest rate, at a 2% interest rate, you can't, and, and, and at the price point that you at with what you have to pay to carry it, you tell me if you even get a 4% interest rate, how you're going to afford it. Now that you bought it at the top of the market, I got a lot of you going to respond to this home equity line of credit. Home equity line of credits are dead. They're not doing them no more. They're not doing them no more. So even if you did get a home equity line of credit with it, how's it going to work? Because on average, you're going to get a, most of them are giving it to you based off of a 70% of the value of the property, that you, but you already paid well above asking. Some of them are willing to do 90%. Where? Because there's no room. So what, how are you going to get to your next property? Yeah, I never even thought of that. Nobody thinks yeah, about that. that yeah. Nobody thinks about sense. that. So when you're saying that, people think that you're hating. I'm not hating. Yeah. I'm just stating the facts. None of my properties I own has a less than a 5% interest rate. None of them. I just finished closing on a property last week with a 7% interest rate, and I'm ecstatic. Mm -hmm. I'm closing on another one in another week or two with an 8 and a quarter percent interest rate, and I'm ecstatic. Mm -hmm. You it's got about the cash flow. It's about the cash flow. Thank you. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. We're talking about the cash flow, but then not only talking about the cash flow, I'm already up because my appreciation is already built in. Mm -hmm. So the mindset and the game and the approach that we talk about is different. Yeah. So that's why I tell everybody, pick a side. Whatever side you choose, there's no wrong answer for it. Mm -hmm. But if you're picking the retail side, buy whatever you want. We all work hard enough. To spend stupid money on these sneakers or spend stupid money on a trip because you worked hard enough for it. Pay your retail. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're saying that you're looking to sell these sneakers so you could be profitable, you can't do what the masses is doing. You got to do something different. Mm. So now you got to go find a connect. That connect got to give it to you on the low so that you can have a difference in what you purchased it for to put it on the market for the rest of the people that is willing to pay retail will pay you so you can be profitable. Mm. No different than real estate. Yeah. No different. So this is what I'm talking about with people. When I say my goal is to empower my people, I want everybody to become independent of me, not dependent of me. That's the goal. So that's why I tell people, you want the raw about real estate? You want the good, the bad, the ugly? I come second to nobody. <laughs> I, come, I mean this with the utmost respect. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm bigger than anybody, better than anybody. I'm not counting nobody's pockets. I don't care if people count mine. I'm talking about if you want somebody that's going to share with you, the truth about the business, so that you could be prepared for this business, I come second to nobody. Nah, that's a fact. I mean, we see it. We see it, bro. We My phone it. rings. 
I'm not afraid to answer it. I owe nobody. Mm. Not a dime. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So that's what it is. I just want, I want to see how people get to it, man. That's, that, that's all it is. I want to see how people get to it. That's fire, bro. That's fire. Listen, how can, they, how can people get in contact with you? Like, what do you have coming up? Well, um, my real estate kickstart is ending. The current one I have now is ending um, tomorrow. Actually, what is that? What date is tomorrow? July 4th, June 14th. So the next real estate kickstart is starting July 17th. It's a two-week training, um, and it's every Monday and Wednesday, and I'm on your ass. Hard. <laughs> I'm on your ass. If that's not the type of energy you're looking for, this ain't for you. Um, aside from that, um, I got the Flips to Profits Mastermind, which is a five-week training, which is a way more intense. I mean, we get into it with that, I, and, I, and I set you up with everything that you're actually going to need. What are these on the site or these virtual? This, this is all virtual. This is all virtual? This is all virtual. Um, and I keep everybody on the edge of their seat the whole time. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have done virtual, and I know they get bored. They'll listen, we get it on. We, nah, I've seen one of you. We, we, we get it on, man. <laughs> I see you. We, we, we get it on, and, that, and that's how it's going to be. And then what else, man? I'm, I got a bunch of uh, um, speaking engagements I got popping up. Um, I got an event Oh, uh, uh, at the Brooklyn Bank. I don't know if it's going to air by then. I got an event supposed to be happening at the Brooklyn Bank in Brooklyn, uh, um, July 29th. Um, so that, that'll be announced month. next month. Yeah, and um, I just got a whole bunch of stuff coming, man. I just, I'm just working, man. I'm... Um, I'm just working, man. I'm, That's dope, bro. We love to see it, man. Yeah. We love to see it. Yeah. I'm a rap. Oh, so I always ask my, my, my guests this one question. I say I'm an 80s baby. Hip-hop raised me, right? I always say hip-hop, for me, has like a soundtrack to my life. The 90s, my pops was a hustler, so I, I've always been attracted to hustler music. Well, if you could pick a, a record, an artist, anything in your, that, that triggered, well, that, that, that defines you, what would it be? M.O.P. How about some hardcore? Pee out. Yeah. <laughs> M.O.P. How about some hardcore, man? That, that's that, what's that, up. That, that, that's, that's it for me right there. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when I first heard man, that. Man, the chills. <laughs> the chills, man. You about to have me play it when I'm going home today, man. The chills hearing that was... It was it nah, was that was crazy. My older cousins was playing that. That was different. Man, that man, was different. M.O.P. How about some hardcore, man? That's for dope. Real. Yeah, man. First person to break my M.O.P. That's what's up. Yeah. Yo, bro, um, let them know how they can get in contact with you. Um, just mainly Instagram. It's at my best one nine seven. That's Apple Thomas M as in Mary Y B E S T one nine seven. And uh, just send me a message. And um, I mean, somebody from my team, or well, I'm gonna message you. And I'm not that hard to get in contact with. And you know, we, we could chop it up. That's what's up, yeah. though. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you too, man. Thanks Thank you so on, much, man. Appreciate man. It. Thank you, man. Peace.